0: I used to have nothing and then I got this job, this family, but nothing lasts forever.
1: I heard you had to leave in a hurry.
0: It's never easy these days. So what are you going to do? I've lived a lot of lives, but I'm done running from my
1: past. I guess the question is, like, could you become, like, a super assassin type person with whistling? No, probably not. (laughs) Although whistling does play a part in this film. Oh, yes, it does. And hey, how about that? We're recording right now. Welcome to the Wages of Cinema! Woohoo! I'm falling down off a building like characters do many times in this movie. Um, But um, yeah, so we're back and we have with us once again the full assembled wages peoples. So thank you. (laughs) Well, yeah, that means Andrew's here. Hi, everybody. Yes, Andrew. Welcome back, Andrew. And always is also with us on these podcasts is guest star Matt. Howdy. Howdy there, folks. And, and trash panda corey. And I'm just Jack. You're not <laughs> just anything,
2: my friend.
1: Oh, well, I'm I'm not well, I am someone that saw this movie. Jack, tonight. you are the glue of the backbone that holds this. I am the backbone foundation. of Colonial Universal Podcast America. America. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so I think we'll just it's, move on. That's that that's a reference to another movie that is not this. Um, Black yeah, Widow. we're you back Black to talk Widow. about the new Marvel cinematic offering, which is you know the first one since, God, wow, two years! Can you believe it? Since what? Since the last Marvel movie? Oh, you mm-hmm. mean Avengers Endgame? No, there's oh, wait, another one. Yeah, Spider yeah, spider-man Oh God, two it's years longer than I. Yes, but we're still here, and so is Black Widow, and um. Rather right the gate, a kind of overdue project. Uh, if, as Corey was talking about earlier in the evening, this is the kind of film that you know you would have thought would have come sooner, and they kind of cheat by making this film take place way earlier than uh, than a lot of it's, the other films. D- do we call this? Is this a midquill interquill?
2: Excellent holy, holy
1: crap. It's not a... It's oh, not my a, head hurts. It's it's knowing a, that's a thing. It's not a quilt to anything. It's not a sequel to an established movie. It is, just a, it is an entry into what we now know as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it is its own... It's spin.
2: kind of a Civil War sequel.
1: Well, so it's perhaps, a... Yeah. No, all right. It's a... You know what? No, it's a spin-off. Nah. It's a tentacle. Oh. No, how about a tentacle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Marvel Tentacle. Yeah, Marvel Tentacle. That's I like that term a lot better. It makes me think of octopus. I like it a hell of a lot better than Interquil. Yeah, is that a term? It could be.
2: I like <laughs> I like them both. I like Tentacle, I like Interquil.
1: Cause I like the tentacle one, because alright, we're, we're getting into semantics here. Um what I do what? like about this movie though, whether no matter what you call it, is you could just tell somebody this is the movie that came out after Civil War, and people would just be like, "Okay, I believe that." Yes, although there don't. is, I shouldn't be so loud. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get to it works other. If you don't think about it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's we could you could say that there is information that the audience knows that the characters don't in this that is just. You think maybe a little bit about, like, okay, well, what are the stakes of this if I know where X is going, ultimately? But at the same time, what is ultimately satisfying is this does work as a self-contained movie. If you
0: do see it immediately after Civil War, and you shut (laughs) it off before the Stinger, you'll be fine, continuity-wise.
1: Yeah, come to think of it, you're right. Yeah, and we could probably mention, like, the Stinger way into spoilers, but... For right now, like my general impression of this movie is that I ultimately come out on the positive side, even though it takes some time for this movie to really get going. I think uh, I'm on the positive side, too, overall. I mean, yeah. It's certainly not... No movie is perfect. This has some flaws. But I was just like, yeah, this was kind of fun to watch. It wasn't too dumb. It was smart enough that you weren't really thinking about the dumb parts. No. Uh, Corey?
2: I would say my summary is, plot-wise, this might be the laziest, most half-assed plot in the entire MCU, (laughs) but the characters are good enough that this movie is worth watching. I give it a recommendation because I really love Family Widow. And it's all about family, baby. So it, it, it's all about
1: family. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not against movies being about family. I just wish they would stop saying in the movies, "This is about family." <laughs> yeah, we, it, we already get that with the Fast and Furious movies. Do we need to have it in our Marvel movies too? Apparently, yes.
2: Oh, I want to say one other quick thing in my like short summary. If anyone's listening to this and you're watching this on Disney Plus, like not in the theater. If you think the first, like, half hour of this movie is pretty bad, stick with it. It gets a lot better. Because I thought this movie started real rough. Uh. And, like, 20 minutes in, I was like, this movie sucks. But, (laughs) (laughs) like, if you're watching it and you're really not into it in the beginning... Please stick with it because it gets much better and it is ultimately a good movie and worthwhile.
1: Please for the love of God stick with it. I mean, I'm not going to say like the first act was completely horrible, but it it does start off with Maybe one of the worst opening credit scenes I've ever seen. Oh, God, damn.
2: Um, <laughs> What's your brief summary, Matt?
0: Um, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's not one of my top tier MCU films, and you know, you can really skip it mm-hmm. and not miss a beat, so... But it's fun to watch it, and so if you like them, you should go see it, but it's just not, like, going to be like that, oh, wow, this is really great worth the wait of a whole year. This is really totally going to knock my socks off. It's No, it's just going to be an okay movie. Well, oh, yeah. the
1: wait for a year wasn't the movie's fault. No, no. but
0: again, as the wait for a Black Widow movie has been over a decade, so they think, okay, they're really going to build up and give her some great showcase to make it worth your while building up all the suspense uh, I, well, this character. <laughs>
1: here's why I would say what? is a slight counter to that. Like, I do think that ultimately, like, what Scarlett Johansson gets to do as the character in the movie, it's probably some of the best character stuff I've seen of her outside of the first two Avengers movies. Like I think she gets to give a pretty like good performance. And I think that's like ultimately, you know, the time that I've invested in her in these movies, I think she was able to, you know, deliver on like a full fully fleshed out like performance here. It's and that's a, what helped me it's out. It's a
0: good performance, but she's the least interesting character in the whole film.
1: Like, she's completely mm.
0: upstaged by all the supporting people.
1: She is. I mean, that... But I, I would say, though, that is... I don't know if I'd say that's a strength of the movie. That, yeah, I, I Well, let me put it this way. It's a kind of also to what Corey was saying. The character stuff also rises to the occasion. So, like, Scarlett Johansson isn't just, like, acting her ass off with a bunch of, like, wooden, like, you know, creeps or something. Like, she actually has some, you know... You know, like Florence Pugh in this movie is just so fantastic.
2: Florence Pugh and David Harbor, MVPs of yep. the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what's funny? I like Black Widow in the other movies. I like Black Widow in this, but she's probably my least. She's my least favorite of the family. Widow. Now that I stop and think of it. <laughs> now that I've been introduced to these other like,
1: including the pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of like uh it's kind of like guardians of the galaxy where you know gamora is supposed to be the serious one mm-hmm. and uh, so everybody else gets to be wacky and sort of bounce off of her mm-hmm. you, Corey, you said this yourself when we saw guardians 2 you were like she, "I don't, maybe you didn't say this but it's like is she is she's like at least since per- in person and she has the most thankless job in the movie
2: yes i do believe yeah that. and
1: so like so Scarlett Johansson gets you know to act and do all that stuff, but it's just like she is there basically for everybody else to sort of bounce off of as well. Let me put it this way. When she has her moment, she does it well. There are also moments where she's basically like, you know, action set piece toy. Sure. So there's that. Um, I guess we haven't really described the, the, the basic story of this. Like for those like wondering, again, as we mentioned briefly, this follows up from uh the events in civil war where uh black widows now on the run uh, along with you know try, as other superheroes are being held prisoner because of the whole Sokovia Accords thing go see the movie it's, it's pretty awesome um so how now about, uh, how about I just say the premise of this very quickly i don't know if i was going off track there but please all right black widow is basically going back to break up the secret evil organization that made her into a killing ass- machine assassin, and she wants to take it down with the help of her former secret agent family. Yeah. No, that that's a great log line. And it's actually... <laughs> it, it is kind of an interesting idea where it's just like, you don't know anything really about Black Widow's past except for little references here and there and then you find out it's like oh she was in a cover family as a little girl who were secret Soviet agents and they lived in Ohio yeah, the most normal of all states mm. and you know who's the one <laughs> actor who I think is it just occurred to me who's probably mad that they weren't in this? Julie Delpy
0: <laughs> she was in do you remember her yeah, in Age of Ultron? yeah she was the ballet Avengers instructor Doom. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no ballet in this movie um, <laughs> I don't know. but no no but that's yeah like what i like in this movie is that it's you think oh god oh no there's another like shadow like secret organization like that's uh, they're the ones they're the ones that are making all the like the black widows in in the world and uh, but what you but what you find out is just they're the kind of sinister plot also centers around like you know like basically turning women and young girls into like super killing machines and robbing them of like any agency yeah it's a movie about abuse really it is ultimately not just about family yeah i mean i I mean i'm not i want to try not to spoil it because it it reveals like i want to try to dance around it but like when you finally get to, like, the big confrontation in the movie, it's not, like, the usual... It, it, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of fighting and a lot of action. But, like, the most emotional part of that movie is, like, really, to your point, it's, like, showing, like, how abuse is, like, laid bare when, like, no one has to account for anything. Sure. Um, and, uh... Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think, too, the other thing with this movie, why it kind of gets off to a little bit of a rough start is because, I mean, for one thing, well, the opening sequence before the opening credits I thought was okay. I mean, it's very like, okay, we're going to run from, you know, people trying to chase us. You you mind if I nitpick just a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I was about to do that. So, um, (laughs) uh, Black Widow and her family escape uh, from their home and fly to Cuba. I don't think it's possible to fly directly from Ohio to Cuba in one go. <laughs> I Either they have a that- fuel dump on the way, yeah, or this is the best broken down piece of crap plane. Yeah, ever. it's a tiny like little plane. Yeah, yeah. Also,
0: question. Da- Yelena has a My Little Pony doll. Isn't it, like, too modern for 1995?
1: No, uh, My Little Pony's been around since No, years. no, no,
0: but wasn't that, like, a, a more a Friendship is Magic doll? Wasn't, no, it, it wasn't. That wasn't. It was
1: just, like, a play pony. But even then, that pony never came back in the plot, did it? No. So it doesn't matter. Maybe they realized that, like, Suicide Squad already had, like, the unicorn that didn't do anything. Well, Deadpool so. did it as well. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> All these pointy yeah. unicorns, <laughs> just like Blade Runner.
2: <laughs> Watch Legends of Tomorrow if you want a unicorn with a point, yeah. literally and I mean, metaphorically.
1: Ultimately, Andrew, you know who? No one really lives, but then again, who does? Yeah. I probably messed up that quote. Damn it! Um, but Is yeah, that from like, My Little Pony. No, it's from really the Blade Runner. <laughs> uh, but ha! <yeah. laughs> Anyway, <laughs> My Little Pony 2049. Uh, yeah, so it, you get this opening scene, and it's, it involves like a somebody hanging off an airplane, which I found very like, how does that work? And then you know, bad, bad opening credits with a bat, like awful awful why are they doing this cover of smells like teen spirit
0: it kind of reminded me of the americans opening credits but But like like bad bad.
1: it's like the americans opening credits if it like went rotten in the fridge (laughs) (laughs) like a rotten egg yeah that's a great way of yeah it's like that because i thought to myself in the opening scene you know wow okay so we could have had like an amer the americans type of thing here but instead no no we gotta get into the main plot and that's fine that opening credit sequence it went on for way too long oh yeah and it was like it was kind of like shoot what did you just say it was kind of like this weird music video if you mixed it with like an anti-human trafficking video <laughs> yeah. It was like a QAnon video or something. Uh, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen one. But No, it's... no, but like but I, it feels like you're seeing the kind of editing it's of pretty heavy-handed. Yeah. And w- and when I say that it's a movie about abuse, it a lot of that sort of comes from that opening credit sequence where it's just like there is like a weird vibe of sort of unsaid stuff between when black widow goes into that program and when we see her again yeah and there are all sorts of weird implications there maybe that's just me but it's like uh but it, again it's just like man you could you don't have to dump all this on us all at once and it yeah. goes on for like two minutes three minutes we could have cut some of that there's yeah. a reason why we put titles at the beginning at the end of movies yeah <laughs> normally the marvel movies it's at the end so it depends this is, no i think it's most of them maybe like one or two others very inelegant an opening credits yeah inelegant opening credits and then after that It feels a little bit like I'm watching, like, a Born Identity movie for, like, ten minutes. That's
2: exactly what I thought. And when I was watching it, I was like, you know, I didn't see these movies for a reason. (laughs) I've only ever seen the first Born Identity movie. And those movies are just not my bag. And the beginning was very just, like, generic action boring, not good.
1: I mean, yeah. And it's weird that, like, there's also this chase scene when, um, and this is getting spoiled cuz is like the start of the movie when uh w- when uh, n- Natasha and uh is her, is her name Vanya? Wait, what Yelena? Y- Yelena. So why they Yelena, sorry. When LaVon, Natasha and Yelena a uh, oh, uh, <laughs> I'll just keep on making up names to to cover my dumb ass. Uh, anyway, no, when Natasha and Yelena are suddenly, are first going on the run in the city. I just a couple weeks ago saw the la- latest Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> and I'm not going to talk about that. Cause that's a whole other podcast itself, but there's a chasey in that. That's like, just like this, <laughs> that involves a very large vehicle going down like a major road and just like, wait, how is it? It's doing this. And like, okay. And like the way that like stuff falls in this like people fall, like our main characters are not, you know, they're very ex- expertly skilled fighters, as we see when they fight each other when they first see each other again. But they're human. How? Like there are multiple times I'm just like, oh yeah, they're gonna get out of the car. They're perfectly fine. Oh, she has a little scratch. Okay.
2: They'd be dead in five seconds. Yeah, it's
0: very ridiculous the amount of punishment the girls can take.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm... this is this is a problem with movies in general nowadays, where it's like people who are just utterly normal people, they apparently can fall at 60 miles per hour and tumble for about 100 yards and not be really injured.
0: But it's real, but this all takes place in a world where they have like a super soldier serum. So there is a character who is a super soldier so that Makes it more conspicuous that the regular people are surviving the damage that would be like major to him. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying this is a problem with a lot of movies. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what I mean though. It that breaks it, suspensions of disbelief to just but, see normal people fall but, and get up. Well, also, you know, but that's the that thing. Often. But that's also the thing too is that uh, you you have this like contradiction where you have like a, a, a sequence that's reminding me of the latest Fast and the Furious movie, which knows it's patently ridiculous, but at the same time, the movie also wants to have like more, a little bit of grit and realism ish as far as it being about like characters who again have been like abused and neglected and like the action and when the fights are happening, it's shot to look a little bit more, in that born way of, you know, handheld style. So I guess my point is, is that it wants to feel, like, a little bit realer and more emotional. But, again, you also have characters falling from, like, 100 feet, and they, like, dust themselves off. Yeah.
2: That was my one issue over the years with Black Widow's place in the MCU. Because I always liked Black Widow as a character in the sense that I liked her personality, I liked how she played off of people... But it's really hard for me to deal with the fact that, like, her and Hawkeye had no powers, yet they could hang with the superpower. What are you talking about? MCU. Hawkeye could
1: shoot a whole bunch of arrows. <laughs> and he was really good at it. That's
2: a skill, Andrew, not a power. So Fair enough. So, I wish they had just, like given her some type of powers in the movies to kind of reconcile that. Like, Matt, you had such a good idea just now with, like, if they had just hooked her up with some super soldier serum as part of the Black Widow training yeah. program, that would have been literally, like, one line of dialogue in the entire MCU, and it would have helped a lot of this go down a lot easier. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, well, ultimately, I mean, we know that, like, from what we know of, of the whole Black Widow program, and what goes on in, you know, the Red Room. They they are expert assassins, you know, very heavily controlled in some ways that we'll get into, but, like, yeah, but they're they're still human beings. They can break bones. They can, like, have, like, things that would make, you know, how about, like, even just things like concussions... No, I, now, now I think I, I think I'm you're gay. starting to get off track. I and mean, <laughs> we're talking about action movie logic. The problem is, how far can you push that before you kind of just lose all sort of pretense of. Of, well, how, how long I can get, you do that while you're still suspending disbelief? And a lot of films push past that. Like, you well, and I, we, you know, we're just like, man, those legs should be broken, or you should at least be knocked out. No. And, it's, it's, and when you push it that much, that's the problem. Well, well no, you but... Can, like, how many action movies have you seen where somebody, some guy got a concussion? Oh, sure. But at the same time, this is also a movie where a character who does have some superpowers... Like literally breaks a guy's arm when doing like an arm wrestle. Yeah. Do you ever see that guy again? No. No. True. So what does it mean? Uh, for well, for also another reason. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so no, I, I the thing is when I if I can if I turn off my brain, it's it's enjo- the action is enjoyable in this movie. Um, it's just, I wish, you know, there are times I wish the movie didn't bring me back to try to turn on my brain. Well, that's the problem with this. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, they can't walk that line of, of suspicion Other Marvel movies do it a lot better, I guess. They have I mean. an easier job. I mean, as Corey says, it's kind of hard to really justify Black Widow as this person who doesn't have superpowers, who's just hanging with all the other superpowered people. And, it's, yeah. and that's a tough thing to do. You yeah. can't do a Black Widow film exactly it, like those movies. This, this is the kind of movie where uh, I almost had, I almost kind of smiled. There are a couple of moments where characters are literally running away from like explosions. Yeah, like, I saw that. and I was just like, okay, sure, have I'm, had- I'm fine. I'm, in, I'm in, fine. Go <laughs> ahead, I'm, I'm into it. Have I've you given ever, up. Ju- have you ever j- jumped around while firing two guns in the air? <laughs> <laughs> that too. Oh my god. <laughs> uh,
0: I was going to say that aside from the injury stuff, the other action movie thing that it does is because it's a spy movie is that they'll do something and you expect it's going to be happening, but then they'll reveal, ha, we actually did this, which is a typical (laughs) espionage thing, but it's like, when you do that, we can see, obviously, you did not have time to set this up. This is a cheat kind of thing.
1: Uh, See, I was a little more okay with that because then... It's like okay, well, you've left the Bourne movie aesthetic. Now we're in Mission Impossible,
0: but but not just the thing you're thinking of. Like with the there's earlier, there's a MacGuffin, and it's instead uh, so her trunk, and she doesn't care about it because she doesn't know it's the MacGuffin. And there's a big explosion, the car crash, and then they go to oh, get the MacGuffin, yeah. and she's like, huh, I already put the MacGuffin down my shirt and escaped with it." He's like, "No, oh, you didn't yeah. know that it was the MacGuffin oh, I at the time." About
1: that. I think that's kind of. I think that's part of the problem with the first act in general it's kind of hard for the first act to really find traction yeah. I mean, because where where do we go it's like we find out there's the special gas that does this thing to black mm-hmm. widows and it gets sent to natasha she doesn't know what it is and it's like then she has to find out where that came from and then she meets up with her sister who's like and then they are like well what do we do now and it's like to finally get to that point where black widow is like we're going to take down the red room it takes most of the first act to really decide what they're trying to do yeah that that is and, a and and in the meantime like the pace kind of slackens off because they have to make decisions to get there uh, so it loses a like a bit a bit of tension a, as you're going in there like it, it picks it up like by the time you're well into the second act and everything mm-hmm. goes pretty well it just kind of it, it kind of spins its wheels a little bit yeah, I mean then, it, it's, like, it's like a deer that's having, like, problems, like, a little baby deer trying to get its legs up.
0: But then you're right, because <laughs> it takes them so long to finally get all the players together, but then once they get them together, they're into the Red Room like that. Like, for such a secret shadowy organization that moves around, like, their their plan goes off without a hitch instantaneously. Well, like. well, once
1: they decide <laughs> they're going to go to the Red Room, they, they at least, you know, they're they're at least heading towards that. It takes them a while to actually make that decision and get there.
0: Yeah, but like it seems like oh it's like a super easy barely inconvenience once they all get to the farm. Like everything just goes like that. It's like not all That is
2: a good point. I feel like the movie might have been improved if it was harder to crack the red room, but they started earlier because this movie is at its best yeah when all members of the widow family are playing off each other
0: yeah like that's
2: when the movie really shines because i do think all of them are really fun to watch together they spend
1: most of the second act assembling the entire family i in a better movie you probably would have had that by the end of act one but the problem is you've got to start with this point where it's just after captain america civil war and you have to get from Natasha laying low to having a reason and disco- to 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 move and then discovering that the red room, the things that she mm-hmm. thought was gone, is actually still yeah. around. And you that, have to cover a lot of yeah. ground in the first place. And, and that there's like a character who's, you know, not Winter Soldier who's also after her. Taskmaster. Taskmaster, yeah. But that's when people first see her, like, the, the character, they might think, like, oh, this is, like, Winter Soldier. Do they but ever it's not. call that character Taskmaster? I think they did once. I think they say, like, once over the radio, oh, activate the Taskmaster yeah. protocol. And yeah. it's like, But no one ever says, like, oh, it's yeah. Taskmaster. He's trying to kill us. I, yeah.
0: I think in, in one of the commercials it said he's call signs Taskmaster. I'm not sure if that made it into the movie.
1: Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, so you also have that as a, as a kind of threat as well looming there. Um... Yeah, I, like I didn't now I didn't hate the first act just because you did have No, it's not it's but, not terrible. Well, you it's also but, you know, but it's because well it's you also high. introduce uh you know Natasha and Elena. So at least the, you know there okay, we have these two actors who are playing off so well off of each other. Their dynamic is solid right away yeah. and also too like the way that they're talking it's like, "Oh, okay, I'm understanding the threat like immediately." Um, Do you know what my big problem with the first act was My really big problem sure, The fight scene between Natasha and her sister Oh yeah Because it's just like We've just had a fight scene And I'm not against more fight scenes But it's like these people are supposed to be smart Spy people Who Uh are on the same side and it's just, like, they couldn't have come up with, like, a smarter way well, that was what for them I'm, to be, like, oh, are you against me? No. Are you against me? No. Like, that's, if, we, if we could have had some sort of smart way of doing that instead of just, I'm going to punch you until I, fe- I don't feel like punching that, you That's anymore. where I think I felt that split between, like, the super, like, like turn off your brain escapism of the chase happens right after that. Because right there, that fight is kind of brutal, yeah, it's yeah. brutal, but there's no reason for it. It's no, un- but that's what I mean, though. It's like, there's no reason for it, but the way that it's staged, it's just like, if you took it unto itself, it's like, damn, this is almost like... I'm not, uh, I'm not arguing that the fight oh, is oh, I'm not, chore- oh, no, 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 choreographed no, 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 no or anything. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying, like... You know, it, it doesn't fit pace-wise. It, it throws off the pace. It's a
0: superhero movie, so by their laws, they have to fight each other before realizing they're on the same side uh... and teaming up. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Alright, do you want to move into, like, spoiler section, maybe?
1: Mm. Yeah, there is a lot to this movie that's spoilery, isn't there?
2: Alright, we are moving into the spoiler section. We are oh. in the spoiler zone.
0: You made a scene, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: What now? We're getting
1: out of here. Go to the upper level. Oh, yeah. One more thing I want to add before we get into spoilers. Yeah, I have to emphasize, too. Yeah, David Harbour.
2: David Harbour is so good in this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, as soon as he's, like, shown in you know, his present day, well, not present day, but, like, current day glory. It's like, wow. This this is, like, I can now forgive you for Hellboy.
2: <gasps> and season three of Stranger Things where his character was insufferable. Well,
1: that wasn't really Well,
2: good. no, there was no fault of the actor. He did a great job playing an insufferable character, but I love this guy. All right. Corey
1: officially forgives you for things that are not your fault.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are in the spoiler zone. From this point onward matt is red guardian a character in the comics yes he is is he like
0: no he's not in fact actually the red guardian um this one alexi in the comics was black widow's ex-husband Ah, Ah. yeah interesting
2: did you which red guardian do you like better i mean i don't
0: really i guess this one because he's in the movie and he's good
1: harbor and he's funny that was the correct answer Yeah, always go for funny, especially in a movie that needs it. But
0: the craziest thing is, he didn't have his own shield in this movie. He used Taskmaster's shield, but he's got his own shield in the comics, and in the movie toys, they give him his own Red
1: Guardian shield. Captain America has a shield. Taskmaster has a shield. You can't have two guys with shields.
0: Yeah, they could have (laughs) had a shield off.
1: bang. Unless you're supposed to be a clone, an exact clone of the other guy... You can't both have shields.
0: Well Red Guardian is the knockoff Captain America for Russia, so he doesn't. But Captain America's not in this film. But they have They didn't have
1: the money. You gotta follow the rules, Matt.
0: But Taskmaster's shield would oppose the Red Guardian's shield. And that's how you have your your shield (sighs) opposite. I
1: also heard, though, Taskmaster wasn't the same in this. I heard oh, no. someone complaining about that really? online. I was surprised
0: yeah. that they actually got Olga Kurilenko to be Taskmaster. Cause for a long time, because they didn't have the, the actor's it, name in any of the posters or stuff. so it, I thought She was, came
1: up in the opening credits, I know That's though.
0: when I saw it. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know she'd be in this movie. Because for the longest time, I thought Taskmaster would either be Rachel Weiss or... OT, whatever his name is, I don't remember, but that because he's like, I,
1: I did not think Rachel Vice at all, really. Well,
0: well, just based on the, the advertising, I thought, mm. oh, go, she's a really big car- person, actress, so she's got to be used for something special. And we never see Tazmaster's mm. face, so maybe they'll do like, oh, a gender swap at him, and she'll be the secret villain after all. But yeah, so that was a crazy thing that I did not foresee. But,
2: but yeah, David Harper, you're right. He, from the very first scene where we see him, when I, um, kind of post-Civil War where he's memorably introduced in this prison where he's covered in tattoos, arm wrestling people, bragging about the good old days. I would kill to see a movie where Red Guardian, like, time travels back to, like, Pete's Soviet (laughs) Union. It's like the first Captain America movie, but just set in the Soviet Union. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes.
1: I it would Oh, be if well, we could have scenes with like him and Stalin? it yes. would be it would be a lot colder and a lot drunker, but yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I thought basically like every li- almost every line of dialogue he had was just
1: he, great. Yeah. I just loved this well, character. Well, especially because he's playing like uh this movie has a kind of theme when you think about it, about like crappy dads and like how but there are matters of degree. Oh, and, yeah. like, David Harbour, like, he's playing, like, you know, a pretty crappy dad. And he just, you know, to the point where he's so actively annoying, the do- like, his daughters. Well, so-called daughters. But then you compare that with the Ray Winstone character, who's, like, a monster. I mean, they're crappy dads, but, yeah, you're right, they're monsters as well. Yeah, yeah. it's, like, how, like, how patriarchal, like, ways just, you know, kind of, you know, at best they can make things, you know, sort of tolerable, but a little bit like, eh, or it's like, oh my God, you are like the worst thing that's happened to society. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, uh, I also like, I really liked Way Winstone as well, even though he was playing like, uh, you know, your, your typical super ego headed villain. He didn't have much to do. No, but he did what he, he could got, with it. He got to monologue. He, yeah. got, uh, he got to be menacing. He got to have his sort of villain gotcha moments. But he's, you know, he's in a few minutes of the film. Uh, I'm not saying he's bad. It's no, just like there's, I, not, I think, much to, there's no. not much to write he's, home it's about. Thin, it's thinly written, for sure. Um, I think, but they cast the part... Well, enough that he could give enough presence. Yeah. That's another thing
2: that makes this movie feel kind of like a throwback. Because if you'll remember, I'm talking like five or six years ago, I feel like a lot of critics were like, the MCU movies are good, but their villains aren't usually that great. And then I feel like over the last few years, the MCU has really stepped up their game in terms of villain quality. This to me, felt like kind of a throwback to the kind of, like, generic baddie of kind of, like, early MCU Yeah,
1: but movies. but but the, 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 there's also, I think the writers, this is where maybe, I don't know if it's necessarily that they rip themselves into a corner, but you have the sort of issue of, we need to make this guy really bad, but this is a movie that's taking place between our movie with uh, Zemo and Thanos. It's, like, how powerful or diabolical can we make him well but the other thing is he just doesn't have much to do no no he does it's all like we spend so much time doing other things where it's just like you know it's about you know figuring out what to like Black Widow trying to figure out what to do and trying to get everybody together. Like, by the time, you know, we actually get to anything with the villain, he just doesn't have much. He just, he has to give his speech, he has to explain his plan, and then, you know, we get to defeat him. Oh, yeah, like, well, I, I'm not trying to necessarily defend the writing of it. I was just praising the performance.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's sort of like this movie is sort of thin in and of itself. It's basically, we, we regather the family to take down the Red Room, but then the Red Room itself doesn't really sound that bad compared to everything else in the MCU. So, like, we just have a lot of brainwashed assassins. He's like, well, yeah, but I got yeah. a lot of brainwashed assassins. They'll be well, able to do anything. It's like, really? Can you just do a lot with just those brainwashed assassins? It feels like, you know, you need more it, well, that's behind why, that. Well, that's why the, the I, I said... a threat.
1: I'm sorry. Well, that's why I said earlier, okay, not Winter Soldier. I mean, this is yeah. basically what the Winter Soldier program was, except that you didn't have, like, fragrance... Uh, enhancers. (laughs) I actually
2: liked, though, the whole pheromones, break your nose. I liked that. That's from the comics. I liked that. I actually, um, I like any time you have, like, a defeat of the villain without... 15 minutes of, like, numb CGI. Oh, don't worry, that's in the end of this movie, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's not, like, be around the bush. But do you know what
2: I mean? Like, I like any time there's a bit more of, like, an intimate confrontation between the hero and villain. So I really liked the whole, I need to bait him into breaking my nose and, like, severing a nerve. And then when that didn't work, she had to do it herself. Which is a real badass moment, I think. Oh, oh it yeah. was.
1: And then, of course, she fixes her nose. Sure. As you okay. do. <laughs> you just snap it back.
2: Why I thought about, when I said in the beginning that I feel like this plot is kind of half-baked, I had no sense in the movie of why this was happening now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why mm. was this happening at this particular moment in the chronology? What where was like the imminent threat? Because the Black Widow program has been around for decades. Like uh, Black Widows are not new. I
1: think that maybe what the I think what the movie wanted us to think is that because, um, what was Ray Winstone's name again in it? Like. Draco. Mir- Draco, Draco. Oh, Dr- Draco Malfoy. Or oh, Dracon or something.
2: Yeah, It could have been Draco. Dra- Dracon
1: sounds like the worst, like, bleach. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Draco. Or he, Dracon. Dra- Dracon. Yeah, he, uh, maybe he saw what's going on with, you know, like, with superheroes. The, uh, all the stuff with the cords, you know, th- even, the, you know, things are falling apart with the Avengers. So he, this is his little window to try to, you know, up his game and, and take over things. And because he has this connection with Black Widow and now she's vulnerable, he can exploit it. Now, I don't think the movie, it took the movie way too long to, to explain that point.
0: Well, I don't think it was actually anything on his end. It was just that Yelena got unbrainwashed and then she started to get Natasha in to take him hmm. down because he's like, I'm just going to sit here in the shadows and work things from yeah. behind the... the so, but ooh, the other know. thing
1: too is that you need to have it at a time when Black Widow can't go to anybody for help. She's a wanted fugitive in this. You know what's... A, here's and, a n- you know, she can't... She has to be, able to be able to draw on some other people besides the Avengers. Yeah. And she can't go through even... She can't even show her face in normal... The, the, in, yeah. in just the regular yeah. world, because there, she'll be a resident. Yeah, there's that. But it just occurred to me, maybe what also lends itself to being half baked, Cory This is really Elena's story more than Black Widow's. She's the sort one of, that yeah. kind of has the arc. Like she starts off as like this. I don't care about anybody. I'm just a really super bitter, jaded you know woman for good reason because everything in my life been a lie. And that's also Natasha, but Elena has a lot more she has to work through and well, by the end... I, I would say then by the same token, it's everybody else. Like, it's Red Guardian. Mm-hmm. He finally controls yeah. the fact that he was kind of a terrible father and he gets a yeah. little bit of glory back. You yeah. know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, what is it? Uh, shoot. The, the mother Malina. character. Melina? Melina. I was trying to... That's Rachel why Vines. I think it's I got so Rachel confused Vines. because it's she's... Yelena, Melina, they all... You know, she, Rachel Isis is working for the Red Room the whole time and finally she decides to do something about it. It's like, Everybody else has a character arc in this, yeah. It's... Except Black Widow. The
0: Black Widow. She doesn't
1: ha- necessarily need it no. though. What she gets is her... a bit of information. She learns that she wasn't abandoned as a child. She learns that she had a mother who tried to find her, and she gets some payback not just for herself because of her own history with this villain, but because you know he's responsible for so much more of that. Yeah. And I think, and that's her thing. She doesn't have much of a character arc, but you know she gets. She has her motivations, and she has her, her, her—well, her, just her motivations, really. Yeah, I think that's enough for her. Considering no, no, that, yeah. You know... that, well, as we said earlier, it's about family. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. you were gonna say uh, yeah, something. but
0: it's just that it's weird cause that. Black Widow all her character arcing happens before the Avengers movies happen. Yeah. So she's still like a very flat character. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like we we even cover this in Avengers where it's just like I was different and now I do this.
2: <laughs> Would <laughs> you have liked the Black Widow movie to have taken place earlier like pre-Avengers? i mean maybe but i don't really care for prequels that
0: much no, Anyhow, well, no
1: so. because it's just like what well, you're going to tell a story that we already know right, the outcome exactly to. yeah it's yeah, just like we we know the whole of that story from every from like avengers where she tells it herself yeah. and that i was yeah. i worked for this Hawkeye took almost took me down and said, "No, we're going to do something different." And then I I made up for it. Yeah. And now I work for Shield. That's yeah. that's all you really need. Like telling that story would just be hacky. Yeah, and then also there's also the kind of uh, outer I don't know what you call it. Like the, the 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 part of the movie that's out that's for the audience knows. You know, this is the probably the, the last time that we'll see Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. So we want because to see the character her. is dead. Exactly. The character's <laughs> dead. We don't want to see her when she's like a lot younger and possibly, you know, I don't know if Scarlett Johansson would be too old to have played black, you know, this the character if it was like well, a they did before. some before. They did some good CGI on Rachel Weiss's face for the beginning. So Yeah, but that's but that's in the beginning. like that's you know, they did that in like Ant Man yeah. as well. I mean, you know, you do that for a scene or two, but you can't do that a whole movie. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, Except so for I, Sam Jackson. Yeah, so unless I think, you're Sam L Jackson. So it's like, this is a movie where, moment to moment, the dialogue with the characters is very funny, yeah. and there's a lot of calling on the whole like idea of trying to be this badass, you know, as uh, poser.
2: <laughs> oh, the, the ongoing jokes about the posing—very funny. Yeah,
1: there are a lot of good on, you know, ongoing jokes. You believe that this is a family. That stuff is really good. So that gets you through the movie scene to scene. It's but when you step, it's—I don't know if it's necessarily while I'm watching it so much. It's now stepping outside of it and looking at how the whole thing is. I built together I, I that just, it really falls apart. I I was just thinking it's like that whole argument about the posing is really just some meta commentary yeah yeah oh because it is. it's like how how does her sister know how she poses in the? well because she that. probably saw it in like a magazine or something yeah i mean, the I the mean Avengers. We can... yeah the who's getting these the, photos the, peter parker the Avengers are
2: famous they're on yeah. tv they're in the paper they're yeah. on the internet they're everywhere but and it's she... not
1: like a baseball player where it's like you always have the camera on there uh. and you can make a montage of all black widow's like land pose well, yeah, seeing the all the Master stuff
0: has photos of her doing her stuff so she, obviously they shared them around the red room they have like access to secret spy surveillance stuff yeah, i is, don't quite things. see it
2: that didn't bother me because the avengers are celebrities and, within the yeah, universe
1: and plus you know as i know from having a sibling you know your 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 sibling will give you shit Sure. <laughs> for whatever it is, even I, if it's, I, I'm not saying it's a fault of the film. I'm saying essentially what it is is just a little bit of a little I, bit of the of the of the film sort of poking uh, at the whole thing. I think that's really they use that to really good effect. Uh, you're I'm just, just wondering, wondering where they got the image of her posing. I'm saying that like you know I'm sure that black like Black Widow would wouldn't mind like getting a few bucks to do like a pose for a photographer at some point. I have a question okay. about the plot, sure, which is not super important, but it's something that I wondered about throughout the movie. Who made the gas that helps break Black Widows out of their their thing?
0: They mentioned it was a com- a compatriot, aged Black Widow to Molina, who I guess died giving it to like some other agent that got killed in Morocco. Remember that? I beginning? remember that. Yeah.
1: But it's, it's, a, it's a, I don't know, it's they, just another loose end.
0: Yeah, they just sort of throw it in. Like, there was another Black Widow who was Melina's age well, that made it. Wasn't this kind I of guess.
1: like the thing also that in... Wasn't there some type of thing like this in Falcon and the Winter Soldier where there was like a serum Jack, that super television serum. doesn't matter? Uh, the yes, game. it does! Yes, it does! No, it doesn't. Yes, it yes, does. does! In this case, yeah. they I told is... Matt that television doesn't matter. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> What's Except it? when they have a post-credit scene that has a character from one of the TV shows, right?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. It's over. The TV does like, matter
1: now. Well, no, it it, when it's a universe, and some of the universe happens to be like a like a six episode or seven episode series on Disney Plus, then yeah. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> TV matters. When it matters. How about that? It will never matter.
2: I think, though, the thing about, like, the gas that breaks the Black Widow's mind control, it's another thing that shows that this movie, it's just kind of basic by MCU standards. The plot, I feel like, is not very complex. They don't spend a lot of time, like, expositioning for you how the plot works. It's a very... It's pretty, like... Plot wise, I think this movie's pretty thin gruel. Yeah, they're just lucky that the widow family were so fun to watch. Yeah, true. Sure. Well, remember when
0: after they fell off the the pipe in Budapest, and there's the Black Widow who's on the ground with Natasha, and she's like, let me help you, and then, like, the Ray Winstone has to control over the Black Widow, and she's got the gauntlet aimed at her, and instead of, for some reason, having her shoot Natasha with the lethal level, he makes her kill
1: herself. Yeah. Yeah, for no reason. That was a weird... Yeah, you could have... But, yeah, that was an idiot plot moment. That was there for... Plot reasons, yeah, to just show like, oh, now Natasha knows that someone is being controlled by Ray Winstone. and yeah, yeah, that was one of those moments in a movie that's like, that's like something out of like Attack of Attack of the Clones when like Django Fat shoots like a dart at like you know Assassin Lady instead of shooting a dart at you know the two Jedi's there right there Zam Wesel,
2: do you know what I wish wow. would the, happen what, near? Matt, that?
1: Matt, yeah, high five. (laughs) The fact that you know the name of that character is why you're on this podcast.
2: (laughs) You know what I kind of wish had happened at the end of this movie? There's also this subplot where, like, Dracon or Draco, his daughter is um, kind of mind-controlled in a super suit. And Black Widow is angsty about this because she um, blew his daughter up and thought... (laughs) She thought she killed her, but she survived naturally, because that's what characters do in movies like this. And at the end of the movie, when Black Widow, like, sprays the, like, red dust to deprogram her, I kind of wish Antonia had been like, I still want to kill you! You blew me off! Yeah! Yeah.
1: By that point, though, you gotta wrap it up. You Uh, know what I wish had happened? uh, I wish that Ray Winstone had sort of not died in a sort of helicopter crash. I wish that there had been that moment like because part of the thing is black widow was sure that where Ray Winston's character was dead because the building he was in blew up yeah and so clearly that's not enough and her sister's even like did you did you see his dead body did you do anything she should have had the moment at the end where it's just like she came up on oh. him and she just put a bullet in his chest yeah! Right, yeah which is like and you that, well, I, I hate to say it, I think that would have been a little too smart for them. Also, maybe they knew that, like, that was a thing in Deadpool. No. Who cares?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It would
1: have been better. Yes, it would have been no, better. No, there, there's because, no payoff to that, set, well, like, that but, set. But also, the thing is, she needed to kill him. Not... Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he, she didn't need... Like, he did, he shouldn't have died just, like, in that way where it's just, like convenient movie way of dying like car crash it's just like she needed to, to, to do because all all of this is personal yeah. for black widow this whole thing is it is about the safety of the world but it is so personal it's tying up a it's loose about end. it's about it's about stopping the people who did horrible things to her in her childhood and throughout her life yeah she needs to look ray winstone in the eye at the end of this movie and she needs to just plug him
0: but I also think it's like a kind of like a hero redemption arc where she's in the, the no killing phase where even though he obviously deserves to die, they can't keep her as like a, a hero per se, if she actually goes the traumatic thing and murder him personally. Like kind of yeah, like...
2: I agree that that's why they didn't do it, but I don't subscribe to the heroes don't kill mantra. Like... I don't think heroes... I don't think killing should be necessarily the first thing on their docket. But we have to keep in mind, in the comic book universe, there's no functioning civil society. Prisons don't keep the villains safe. You can't imprison them. You can't Uh, hospitalize (laughs) them. So, because there is no civil society...
1: (laughs) We live in a not society. Exactly! What I was going to say, though, is... Well, we, we could say that 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 that's the case, but there's a sequence here where Black Widow and uh, Elena they 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 break out their 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 dad from prison, and they and she causes this giant avalanche that like kills everybody. But they're Russian prisoners, Jack. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're human <laughs> beings. So that wait, so it's it's fine that she causes the death of like. Hundreds of people in that prison. Some of them were just guards. Yeah, but as long as she doesn't directly do it. Oh, oh you do mean direct... directly did it? <laughs> <He laughs> like she did? Like what? Didn't she do? Was it her or Elena that did the thing that caused the avalanche? I think Elena did it, Yelena does it because she knocked on the, the tower. whole prison was a stupid prison. <laughs> it was built <laughs> here. No, this but, but... is clearly a prison that's meant to be. Um, like... <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie prison where it's just like, it's like a tower on a mountain a or it's it like was, a, a pit it in was the middle so, of some sort of Middle Eastern country. It was it's so second rate James Bond. It, but yeah, it was like, oh, we built this prison at the foot yeah. of several mountains, which apparently <laughs> have constant snowfall, which just, of course <laughs> means that this these avalanche conditions exist at all times and it's just like we built it out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of this russian hellscape and it's just like this place must have avalanches all the time and so but they but not the big one apparently not but it's just like sounds can't cause avalanches that's not real (laughs) <laughs> all right, really but, no I thought that's plot. from cartoons
2: <laughs> yeah i totally <laughs> knew that uh, all
1: right i get i, totally. I was trying to wrap my point is i i know i centered on that my my larger point but that's, but point that's the was... big problem with this like as as thin as the plot may be and as thin as the characters might be at times it's just like it's those stupid moments when it has that, to when it has to pop up and make it, and drag this film down when it has to actually tell the story that's chosen to tell it also, it's also clumsy well I, as long as it's telling the story it's trying to tell that's fine. It's when these big flourishes come up, like that unnecessary fight sequence, the weird avalanche scene, the whole thing with just like uh, uh, uh the big action scene at the end. Which only would have been more realistic if they had had jetpacks. <laughs> yeah, and when jetpacks can make your fight scene more realistic, yeah. you have a problem. And well, also, <laughs> yeah, that whole the like how that sequence like builds and builds and it like that whole uh, red room uh, station is like exploding and falling, and yet there's still time to do like action while everything is falling. Like, it, it's... Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: This movie would have been better with no action.
1: No, that's yes!
2: not true. Yes! Totally true! Well, uh,
1: it would have been better with smarter action.
2: No, two hours... Stupid
1: action is the problem.
2: Two hours of family widow around the dinner table, like my dinner with Andre, nah. my dinner with Red Guardian, or like my dinner with uh, Yelena, it would have been excellent. There mm. would be nothing
0: for Taskmaster to do then. I don't.
1: Taskmaster can- could bring dessert.
0: I like Taskmaster. And I'm glad that she's not dead. I'm glad that Red not dead. I'm
1: glad Elena's not dead. I'm glad, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad that all dead. those widows are alive. Like, I'm hoping they they start some sort of like awesome superhero. Then they could start a sorority. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> they could have an intramural volleyball game against Dormel. <laughs>
2: yes! Oh my god, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes uh, Dora I
2: Milaje mean, I'm with, gonna
1: oh. sum up my feelings about this There That's are a good. lot of neat things in this film There are a lot of dumb things in this film If they had tamped down the dumb stuff This would have been a much better film But you could say that about a lot of films So while I saw this film I had fun Yeah yeah. It, it's not I, too dumb it, It's as far as, like, the B-level sort of Marvel movies, I mean, I don't know if we can have, like, a sort of tier system. Let me put it to you this big, way. But... Would you rather watch this film again or The Incredible Hulk? Uh, this? Yeah, this. I All right, then I think you we have well, Well, ending. this or even, like, this is a better... Because The like, Incredible Hulk is bland. Well, also, this is a better vehicle than, like, Captain Marvel.
2: Well, yeah, because Captain Marvel herself is kind of as stiff as a character.
1: Yeah, like, luckily, even though Black Widow is not, like, the arc is a bit, like, lesser than everything else, she's still, like, a fascinating character. Sure. and So, so the, that's the thing, like, as far as just, just fun, play as far as just a fun, as far as just a fun sort of movie, it, it, it mostly works. It's just that... When it tries to be a little bit more than it is, and also because it's following or sandwiched or you know uh, uh, you know tentacled into like these other movies, <laughs> it has to stack up against like the other Avengers movies, Civil War, you know and it, it, it kind of falls a little short of that. So as far as comparing like again to Captain Marvel and Hulk, it's a little better a little better, but it's not quite in like the top pack for me.
0: I'm glad that the Stinger didn't reveal that Black Widow actually survived Endgame like I thought they might have done. Yeah,
2: I was a little worried about that because I realize it's a comic book universe and so like, people never die, but somebody's got to die at some point. So yeah. I was worried about that too. The Stinger, I really liked, and anyone who liked like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, if you liked Valentina in that, as I did, very excited to see her like in the Stinger for this movie. Yeah. Um, does you know, what we're talking about cause he did not watch Falcon and Leonard Soldier.
1: Because television doesn't matter. You are so yes. wrong.
2: Um, but yeah, I my feelings about this again, I said it at the front. I think I don't think the plot is any great shape, but I just really liked Family Widow. Also, there's a really cute pig at one. Point. Oh, yes. yeah, the pig Oh, great.
1: yeah, yeah, the the pig is really uh, one of the highlights too.
2: And yeah. I like Family Widow. I hope to see more of Yelena, Uh, more of Red Guardian, more of Melina. And Matt, your Black Widow, Dora Milaje, (laughs) like volleyball. I need it immediately. Any
1: other thoughts you haven't shared yet, Matt? Um, I'd like
2: that there was a
0: Crimson Dynamo shout out, even though he's not in the picture.
2: (laughs) Okay, so that's like a person? That's a person. That's
1: many people, actually. He's like uh, the Russian Iron Man.
0: Not to be confused with Titanium Man, the other Russian Iron Man. <laughs> but he was kind of actually Mickey Rourke's character in Iron Man 2.
1: So. Okay.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, like, Black Widow was introduced in Iron Man 2, but I haven't seen that movie since it came out.
1: That's where she does the pose.
2: And I remember... first rem- time. I remember nothing from that oh, movie. Oh, Like, nothing. The
0: action was kind of shaky in the shot, so I wanted to know, did anybody see... If Taskmaster did like the flying like crotch to face move at any point during, the I know pinch- he did a
1: whole bunch that. of things where he like grabbed onto her shoulders and swung around her, uh-huh. and then she swung around him, and he swung around. She There's busts, a lot of yeah. swinging. Yeah, okay, uh, so I don't think they did the crotch to face thing.
0: Damn it, because that's her Black Widow signature move, and Taskmaster should have copied it so that I, they'd I, be truly. No, no, I did see fight.
1: her. No, I no, I did see Black Widow do the crotch to face <laughs> thing at one point.
0: Yeah, but I want Taskmaster to do it back to her, so that she knows how it feels. Oh yeah, I didn't see
1: that. (laughs) I like to imagine, like there is something sexy about Black Widow. Like, however she fights, and however she, you know, does like her her assassin thing. (laughs) I just imagine like Taskmaster. He's fighting like her. It's like, oh, do I have to do the crotch? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he does it like just because, like I can copy any fighting style, even this crotch to face method. All right. All right. Uh, so like for wrap those, it up? yeah. So for those who uh, have any thoughts about uh, Black Widow, please message us at Wages of Cinema, Gmail, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're always on Twitter. And Matt, where can you be found? Uh, you can
0: find me at my blog is mattvicatania.wordpress.com.
1: Yes, and please visit Matt's uh, WordPress uh, website. The blogs are all interesting all the time even when i have no idea what you're talking about Ooh. i can tell like these hyalur these hieroglyphics hyla- have a lot of interesting things yes i, I don't read. know what he's enthusiastic about but i know it's something i, I know <laughs> there's a lot of pathos here i
2: read synopsis of shows i don't even watch and will never watch
1: and it's full of links to other sites as well um yeah and so Thanks again for listening to us. Uh, we're so glad that we could be back together as a full troop, seeing this movie, and uh, yeah, so it was a good times. So, um, right. I, I Nothing else to say except uh, good night. And I am Jack.
2: I am Trash Panda Corey.
1: I'm Andrew. And I'm Red Guardian Matt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and the wages of cinema is hugs.
1: And a tombstone. <clears throat> all right have a good night everybody we have unfinished
0: business we have to go back to where it all started lucky us one thing's for sure it's gonna be a hell of a reunion
1: still fits family
0: back together again You got fat.